Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by The Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. That's Alex Ferrario. He's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kylie. Man, I can't wait for this. Each and every Thursday throughout the hockey season, we are going to be able to catch up with our good buddy, Joey Vitale, the Blues Analyst for 101 ESPN. It's been a long time. He joins us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Joey, 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 Joey. Joey, how you doing today, man? Man, I needed that voice. That was a good pick-me-up. Doing doing good, guys. Yes, I'm uh, looking forward to this year as well. And Always a pleasure talking to two of my favorite sports guys. You're the best, man. We're, we're happy to have you back on the show. Joe, how was the offseason, my man? And congratulations, because I know we got a, new, a brand new Vitaly in the household. Yeah, you know, I tell you, it's just, it's just a lot of kids, man. I don't know. <laughs> Joey, what are we up to, man? <laughs> I don't need, I lost count. Anyway, <laughs> like, like Riv, Riv said to me the other day, he's like, I think you need to join a book club or something, like a hobby. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like I'm running a hotel. I, I wake up in the morning. I'm, I'm, like, starting to prepare, like, the certificates for, like, the continental <laughs> breakfast for all my guests. I got to make sure mints are under the pillows. And they come downstairs. And everyone's asking, hey, do you have a fresh set of towels? And I say, yes, coming right up, sir. And just, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot. I don't know what to tell you. It's just a lot. Well, hopefully you've got a little extra time now for the blues back in your life, my man. Uh, what's been your impression? I don't know how much you've been able to get down to uh, to see what the teams looked like the last couple of days. I know yesterday with uh, a lot of the content and then today them getting on the ice for the first time. What's been your initial impression of what this blues team is going to be? Yeah, it's been, it's been great. You know, obviously we had content day yesterday and, um, you know, I did a lot of one-on-one stuff, on-camera stuff with the players and it was just good to, it was just man, I tell you, it was just good to see them again. It was good to sit down. I mean, Alex, you probably felt the same way. I know you were in your studio there, but just sitting across from Justin Falk or Ryan O'Reilly, and you know, not having masks, not having Zoom computers in front of our faces. <laughs> it, it was good to see people. I think everyone felt energized by it. I know that the players are are loving the fact that things are kind of looking somewhat back to normal. They came up to me and asked me if I was going to be on the flights this year for traveling, and I said I think I am. And and they were pumped, you know, which was crazy because, you know, they're the players and I'm just a broadcaster. But I think they're just they're looking for some some resemblance of what normal used to look like. So I think that, that that's obviously my first impression. I think the players are excited about that. And number two, I mean, there's 
every player looks like they're in, in incredible shape. You know, there's there's always a couple exceptions every year, but this year I really look at like Robert Thomas, the way he's kind of been, uh, he kind of filled out in his shoulders and he kind of looks like he's in great shape. Vladdy's in great shape. Um, a lot of players look a little bit bigger. Even Billy Husso looks like he like stocked up with some muscle. Jordan Cairo made a big leap. Uh, physicality from uh, two years ago to last year. I think that's even excelled a little bit more. So this is the time of the year and where everyone's just coming in in good shape. They've already tested. They, they tested well. Now it's just about opening some eyes. There's there's probably two or three spots that are open for the grabs this year. So it begins the day on the ice and who's going to go out there and make, it then, make an impression to this coaching staff and, and try to eat up those spots. So that's that's kind of my initial reaction so far. Joey, they're excited about you being on that flight because they know that the bread man is officially back. That sourdough is about to make an appearance. Hey, the, the bread the bread will be on the flight. I got to get my sourdough started up and running again. But uh, the, the bread will be on the flight. The personality will be on the flight. It will be it will be exciting. I heard we're going to Colorado for the first one. Um, please say prayers for my wife. I'm leaving for ten days and. Uh, they actually, it's funny, they, they may be doing a little team bonding before then uh, in, in, in a city in Colorado. So that 10-day road trip might actually extend a 13- or 14-day road trip. So people are always like, how you doing the travel? Are you going to be all right? I'm like, listen, I'm going to be fine. Like, Look <laughs> about my wife over here. She's raising a hockey team, uh, five kids under the age of 10 uh, by herself. So, But, no, it's all good. And, again, it, it, as crazy as it is, I think it's a lot of it is just, getting back up to speed, getting back up to work. And I know the players are kind of feeling the same thing as well. Joe, you mentioned that competition in some positions and some guys who have an opportunity to steal a spot. Who are some of those competitions or what are some of those competitions you're looking at in terms of individual players? Well, I'll just key in on one right now because, you know, there's so many, right? But there's one that really interests me and excites me. And I think it's going to be between Jake Wallman and Scott Perunovich. They kind of fill that Vince Dunn void that we are going to be facing this upcoming season. You know, you look at Tory Krug, uh, to me, he's that lock on that top unit, um, on the top pair of for the defensive pairings, probably going to be partnered with Colton Pareko, I would imagine, to kind of get things rocking and rolling. Uh, then Marco Scandella, obviously, is the clear choice for the second left-shot defenseman there. But then where does Scott Prunovich and Jake Wallman fill in? Uh, who's going to eat up that third spot on that left side on the bottom pair, pair paired with probably Robert Bortuzzo? You know, to me, Scott Prunovich is uh, the young running gun guy. He wins the Hobie Baker. He had dealt with a little bit of uh, an injury over last year, so he, we didn't get to see a lot of him. Had a great prospect camp. Uh, I believe I saw somewhere he led rookies and, um, uh, excuse me, led, led everyone in the tournament uh, with power play points throughout that tournament. So already you're starting to see his kind of confidence and his game starting to evolve from the offensive side of things. You'd like to think that that's going to give a little bit more confidence to him coming into main camp. Uh, for a young guy. So that's, that's a positive. Uh, so, so there's that young town. There's that kind of rawness we haven't really seen yet. He's going to give a shot. It's like, you know, coach's got a new toy. You want to use that new toy at Christmas time. But then you got Jake Wallman, uh, an interesting kid, right? Wins a national championship in Providence. Uh, he was the guy in college. I remember watching this kid playing college. I couldn't believe it. As a freshman, he was like one of the best players in the country. You know, he was the guy in Providence. And then he spends the next four years basically uh, tangled up in the minors, gone from a couple different cities of being in the Blues organization. Kind of one of those players that I think, I think everybody's kind of forgot about, right, for those three, four years there. Last year he comes on the scene, and boy, he just some games he just stole the show. Uh, he's got the offensive ability, but defensively he's starting to take more maturity to his game, uh, responsible with the puck, not turning the puck over at red lines, being in a good position, being able to make up for mistakes, uh, he scored his first NHL goal last year against uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So he, he something's going on there. And I spoke to him, you know, individually yesterday for a one-on-one on camera. 
he's a confident kid. He he told me, you know, right to my face, he goes, I'm I got a great opportunity last year. I took advantage of it. I was tired of kind of being the guy that the, the, the organization forgot about. And now I'm here and I'm gonna go out there with guts and glamour. I'm gonna go prove to this organization that I belong in the lineup. So here's a player that is tired of being sent down to the minors. Here's a player that's being tired of being forgotten about. He's been there for four years. He's exhausted by it. He had a great success last year. And now I think that he's going to be the guy that's probably going to be aiming for that third spot. But keep an eye on Scott Perunovich. Those two, to me, on that left shot back end is going to be a very, very cool call come camp. Joey Vitale joining us for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Hey, Joey, I... They put out the line combinations that we're seeing for the first day of camp. I, I'm always curious, how much do these matter? How much should we read into who's playing with who, especially on the first day of camp? They've got Saad Thomas and Tarasenko, which makes a lot of sense. But, for example, they broke up Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron on a line for the first day. I, I don't know if that matters at all, but I would love to hear from a player's perspective how much that means. You know, I think the only thing that really matters is – where the young guys are finding themselves. So the fact that two veterans in Perron and O'Reilly are not together, don't worry about that. I guarantee you come October 16th in Colorado, 57 and number 90 will be together. So I'm not worried about that. You know, the coaches are going to want to see how does a young guy look with Ryan O'Reilly, right? How does, you know, how does a young guy look on, on, at the middle between Perron? Robert Thomas, for example, what does he look like with Vladdy, right? I know those are two guys proven in the league, but you know, what does Thomas look like with Vladdy? So you're looking at uh, a Clint Costin, possibly, if he's going to end up with a Braden Shen. You know, th- those, are, those are the things that intrigue the coach. You're watching in practice. So how does this young guy fit in with this veteran? And, and where does he find his role? Because with, for the young guy, they're being given a good opportunity to sense that they're playing with a proven player, right? So there's really not a lot of excuse for why they're not going to have a good day or a good camp. So, again, for example, you put Clem Costin, uh, a young, raw, talented guy uh, lo- looking to make a stamp on, on camp this year. Put him on the wing with Ryan O'Reilly and, and throw him out there for a couple days in camp. Uh, he's going to be getting the best passes. He's going to be having uh, the best creativity through the middle. So there's really no excuse why Clem, outside of himself, should not have success that day or that particular practice. So that's what they want to see. You're with the best. Now go show us what you can do. There's no more excuses. So that's, that's the biggest thing, BK, I find with the first couple days of camp. And, and as they kind of they whittle this thing down, the first game's on Saturday, then they're going to make the first cut. Then it can kind of get a little bit more interesting. Like we're, I wouldn't say till probably a week and a half, two weeks in a camp, that we really start taking shape as far as what these lines look like. So for the first couple days, trust me, the biggest thing to keep in mind is where are these young players that they're looking, that they're looking to really take a look at who are they playing with, and, and what are they going to bring? Again, we mentioned Scott Prunovich. He's probably going to be alongside Justin Falk and Colton Pareko at times. Uh, I think actually today, I think Prunovich was with, uh, I believe it was Colton on that, on that right side. Maybe it was Falker. But two proven guys, here's a pro. Here's a proven guy. You're with them. Now go show us if you can play at this level. Joe, final one for me. You've been in this scenario before when you're a player that's kind of on the cusp of trying to make the NHL team or possibly being sent down and starting the year in the American Hockey League. Going into your first preseason game, what are you trying to accomplish as a player? You know, it's different for every player, Alex. Um, Todd Reardon, uh, the coach there for Washington for a while, now the assistant in Pittsburgh, uh, won a cup with uh, the Capitals. He was my, my Wilkesbury coach in the minors. My first camp, I'll never forget uh, him kind of taking a, a large group of young guys aside. And he said, the biggest thing, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spiderweb it from there, 
But the biggest thing you guys got to do is just get noticed. We, we have to notice you, okay? So that's number one. But everyone gets noticed a different way. Everyone has different gifts, right? Like I always said, you know, painters paint, bakers bake, and hound dogs got to hound. So if you're a hitter, you got to hit. First game, you got to make four or five hits in that first period. You have to. That's how you're going to get noticed. If you're a Steve Ott type player, you better be getting under the skin of some of these prospects on the Columbus Blue Jackets or the Minnesota Wild come next weekend, right? That's your thing. Go. If you're a goal scorer, make sure you're getting your chances. You don't need to be scoring goals, but for a Clem Costin, for example, make sure you're getting your chances. You know, Jordan Tyra, make sure you're getting your pops in. Scott Perunovich, what's your, what's, your, what's, your, what's your thing? Okay, you're a power play guy. Okay, when you get on the power play, make your looks. Get up the ice in a hurry. Make that one good pass. Get to the zone and get set up. Do the couple off looks. Be deceptive. That's what you do. Go out there and do it. So to answer your question, get noticed. Make sure you're noticeable, and every player individually has to ask themselves, how do I do that? And then it's up to them and responsibility upon them, their shoulders and the opportunity, the small opportunity they're given to make, uh, make an impact. And when you do it one game, you'd be surprised. One game turns into two games, then two to three. And before you know it, like I was, I was finally exhausted playing the minors. One game turned to three, three to five, five to six. And then I was sitting down with Dan Biles in his office and saying, hey, man, I think we got a spot for you this year. So you never really know how it's going to work out, but it has to start with getting noticed, and you have to look at yourself in the mirror and figure out what, what it is that you do better than anyone else on this team and how can you bring value to this team. And if you can do that, uh, I tell you what, it's a pretty pretty cool thing. I think we're going to see some young guys make some ways here this year. He's Joey Vitale. It's so wonderful to be able to hear his voice once again. Always makes my day a little brighter. Joey, it's great to hear from you again, my man. Can't wait to hear you on the call for this blue season. We'll talk with you again soon, my friend. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. I'm, I'm happy to be back this season with you guys. Look forward to the conversations. I, I saw one video of, I think, BK was getting waxed by Alex. So I think we, things have gotten off the rails here with me being gone. So I'm excited to, to add some discipline and maturity yeah. back to these shows so we can get this back on track. That's not going to happen at all, Joe. And hey, if you want to wax BK's chest next time he loses in our Pick'em Challenge, by all means, buddy, I'll make sure you, you got that shot. Yeah, just let me know. I'm always available, Joey. I was appreciate. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. It wasn't a ton of hair. No, before. it's not. <laughs> okay. All right. And Joey. he's Italian, too. Joe? I'll talk with you soon, Joe. It's embarrassing. Later, guys. All right, bye.